0: everybody, I'm Luke Buckley, Joe Marino with me back again, another episode of the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, and uh, this, in the history of the podcast, I don't think we have ever been more cautiously optimistic than we are right now.
1: Absolutely. Right? I'm,
0: the biggest game of the season is upon us. Uh, at the time of recording, we are about two hours and 20 minutes away from puck drop. Um, Sabres panthers tonight as we speak it is tuesday oh i see you taking a picture i'm taking a picture as well uh we'll have that on our social medias um sabers versus panthers along the line panthers currently ahead by four points uh on the sabers in the race for the final wild card spot the sabers have turned it on again joe it's it's happening again right every other show it is we're not making it it was a fun ride and then they decide to flip the switch on us apparently they listen to the show get mad um and play their hearts out and now sabers are in a position where they have less games played than everybody they're in a good spot uh, to make up points because of that situation, and tonight is the night where we see can is is this thing for real?
1: Are these guys legit? Are they legit? And Devin Levi's starting. Very, very excited to see him play. Yes, this is the most important game of a decade here. Probably more. It,
0: it is. Well, yeah, yeah, t- uh, technically over a decade. I mean, it, there's really there's there's no debate. What else? What other game has there been other than tank games?
1: Yeah, like this is probably the most important game in terms of for the franchise since that uh, Cam Atkinson game where they yes. clinched McEichel. So there's a lot hanging on here. Cause if they lose they're you can basically count them out. But if they're in, if they win this game tonight against the Panthers, mm-hmm. man, Oh man, this is going to go probably right down to the wire where we're talking fan appreciation night could be a clinching scenario. There could be a pilgrimage to Columbus, Ohio for the final game of the season. You know, the mm-hmm. His dog filter is gone. Folks. If you saw my tweet, Oh, now it's back. Uh, But if I, I was, we were talking before we started recording. I feel like so many people are going to want to be there in a clinching scenario. I know I will. I'll make the five hour trip to Cleveland, Ohio, if slash when uh, the Sabres can clinch, but none of that matters unless they win tonight. So if I were a betting man, I think they're going to win. Listen, I've, But most of you will be listening after the Panther game. So yeah, uh, we might be looking like clowns right now, but you know, Devin Levi, he had a great game against the Rangers. He looked sharp, calm. He looked like he's been a five-year pro at that point Mm -hmm. in his first NHL game playing against the team that drafted him. And, you know, we're getting a motivated Devin Levi Mm -hmm. this evening in sunrise, Florida. So I think they're winning. Tage Thompson, more likely than not back in the lineup. Uh, it looks like Victor Olipson will be sitting, so it seems <laughs> like a perfect storm. And also Alex Lyon will be starting in goal for the Panthers, and I don't want to slander Alex Lyon, but... He's played he's games, a, right? Yeah, he's played games. He's won. Uh, he's, he's having a solid campaign in the absence of Spencer Knight, so this could be, uh, oh, the Sabres got gold lead kind of game but i think sam bennett is out as well so should be interesting i think that they're gonna win i think they're gonna pull it out tonight their yeah, playoff well... odds i saw a graph on twitter earlier today uh i think it basically goes down to zero if they lose and if they win, uh significantly increases so we'll see what happens it's, it should be a fun one and I think I tweeted this out this morning. There's been a few must-win games where like, you go say to yourself, this is the most important game of the year. That recent one against the Islanders where they lost and it was just a snooze fest. And that one game against Toronto where the game was over by like the three-minute mark of the first period where O'Reilly got the hat trick. So third time's the charm. This is This takes the cake, most important game of the season. Got to win it.
0: It absolutely is. And Alex Lyon has only once, um, well, he's only twice played over 10 games in a season. And only once did he, uh, I'm sorry, twice he finished with an above 900 save percentage. That was 905 and 908. The 908 was two games played. That was last season. 905 was 11 games played, the 1718. Philadelphia Flyers when I believe they went through about nine goalies that year. It's Uh, their
1: version of Dustin Tokarski.
0: That's right. I think the Sabres will... Oh, they only had four goalies. Play it. You're on bad. Uh, The Sabres are going to come out like a house on fire. I think there's there's no other option. There, There is no pressure that they have not faced this year. And I don't think there's any pressure that you can say they can't overcome. Like they've they've seen it all. They they've been in the playoff race the entire year. They've had their collapses, but eventually something clicks and you adapt and you just start to play good in those press situations. You start to perform. It goes for any job I think you could say. I just I I can't see them falling flat on their face tonight. I I think they'll they'll come out They'll play a great game. Um, hopefully don't get it to overtime, finish it in regulation. Yeah, that's but it. I mean there's so much on your side here with the backup goalie in, your best player returning. The Devin Levi revenge storyline is in effect. Um there's just there's too much on the Sabres side. It almost feels like everyone else is is failing while the Sabres are kind of picking back up again. That said, the 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 Panthers are coming off a seven nothing win, but um I believe that was against the Blue Jackets. So um maybe not so impressive.
1: But we have some Devin Levi quotes that I would like to yes say for you. I don't know if you saw them, but like I did. He said, I've been waiting for this moment. I'm dialed in. I'm just really excited if I get the call to be able to go and play. I didn't come just to debut, just to play one game. I want to play more, and I want to be able to give this team a chance to win. I moved past the game. It was probably one of the best days of my life. I just enjoyed it, soaked soaked it all in. Sorry. But when it's over, it's over. You turn the page, and it's a fast league, and on to the next. I've always wanted to be the guy that people relied upon, so put... So put me into the situation, and I'll figure it out. It's the best part of hockey, and that's why I'm a goalie, because the pressure on the goalie is what I think is why I loved the, to the position, something like that. I don't know. There might have been a grammatical wow. error there. but Yeah. Wow. Point stands. The man's dialed in. This guy, he's got like a hyper focus to him. Love to see it.
0: I want to know your opinion on this. Do you think Matthew Kachuk tries to interrupt his Qui Gon Jin meditation? No, I you don't think not. he pulls that? Who do you think is the first player that tries to pull that?
1: Jordan Bennington next oh, year. Oh, you think the
0: goalie does it? Yes. Okay. See, I'm thinking maybe it's a break in the action. He's doing his thing. I don't know if they, uh, do they make teams stay at their at the benches during TV timeouts? Uh,
1: I would assume so.
0: So maybe it can't happen then.
1: Yeah. But... I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse here.
0: But... I used that term the other day, actually, in a completely different non text <laughs>
1: because of you. But if, if the Sabres make the playoffs, who is your game one starting goaltender against the Boston Bruins? Oh man. Mm. For me, I'll 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 give you some you time go, to ponder here. Yeah. I guess it all depends on how these last handful of games go. Because if, if Levi plays the majority of the games here, I think he's gotta be your, your game one starter, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't Anderson I he hasn't <sighs> practiced in a couple of weeks. I think right. a month ago, I probably would have said it's gonna be Craig Anderson honestly, this might be controversial. I'm going with Anderson mm, okay.
0: Levi can back up I, I I go if you're if you're trying to win okay Anderson might be the best bet you can't go wrong really with either one because Levi he's gonna get the experience uh hey I mean it is the it would be the Bruins though and Coming out of the New England area, I think Northeastern is in the Boston area, right? Um, there's that factor, and he 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 just got done playing a tournament, Devin Levi, so mm-hmm. he's in that that grind mindset, right? Um, just from an experience standpoint, though, I think Craig Anderson would give you the best chance to win,
1: and um, he has up till this point. I I think that it might be. A stretch to say that Levi gives them the best chance to win from here yeah. on out, but that might you know, might be true. Who knows? We've only seen one game, but Anderson, up until whatever, I don't even know what's going on with him. I don't remember him getting injured. Listen, there's an off the ice thing, but he has given, he was, has been their best goaltender this year.
0: There is uh, some UPL kind of had
1: flashes, but sorry gotta... to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Go there ahead.
0: is some kind of chicanery going on. If you're gonna have four goalies on the roster, something behind the scenes is happening. All right, they're doing something that might be unsavory to the league if they found out. I'm, I'm that's 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 just me. Speculating. Tinfoil hat. That's right. Uh, but like, how do you have four? How do you you know you gotta get creative? Four goalies on your roster without having one injured is pretty much unprecedented. So they're right. getting creative somehow. I know Hinostratus has been away from the team, but uh. I just think, hey, hey, you get into the playoffs. I think magically, magically, the uh the roster situation will sort itself out one way or another.
1: Yeah, I yeah. just have a hard time thinking they're going to put a forty-two year old in these extremely meaningful games in April. There's a title of the podcast that I would yeah. assume. Uh, uh oh, well, I had another one too in mind actually. Yeah, are I, they going mean, to put a forty-two year old in that? Off of mm-hmm. two weeks of assumingly nothing, no practice time. Maybe he's doing stuff on his own. Who knows? But I, I can't. I just can't imagine them doing that if they're still in the race. And there's some speculation that the plan is to have him play his last NHL game against Ottawa and fan appreciation. Uh, oh yeah, that would that would be classy. That would be a cool Absolutely. thing to do.
0: But you know, it, it's kind of like. If the Sabres were to make it right um there there's kind of that whole you can't play them every other night thing going on for both Anderson and Levi. I think, but it's it's because of different spectrums because Anderson maybe can't handle the workload wouldn't respond mm-hmm. well to it, whereas Levi maybe isn't prepared for the workload just because he
1: hasn't been around the the program on gamer. the contrary. College teams, they play basically every night on the weekend. They play back to backs all the time. Oh, so, yeah. and t- he has played back to backs his entire two years at Northeastern. So, mm-hmm. and you guy's 21, 22 years old, however old he is. He can, yeah. I think he can handle it. Would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, are you know... they going to do it? No. But I think if anyone can do it, it's him because he, mm-hmm. he literally was just doing it for. T- two years playing back-to-back. So, NHL is a different game, of course. Uh, but in the end, if he's giving you the best chance to win, mm-hmm. you're in this race. We'll see how it goes. But I, I have full confidence in him. I think last podcast, week or two ago, whatever it was, we were talking about him being on the team next year and the people poo-pooing Elliott Friedman's reporting that they're going to give him every chance to make the team. Mm-hmm. okay hear me out here devin levi comes in with a month left in the season carries them in the playoffs so let's just we're talking hypothetically here which could very well be possible carries them in the playoffs he's their game one starter is he going back to rochester next year is he going to rochester next year no 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 no
0: shot i think it's worth a disclaimer here we're, we're really only saying hypothetically because we don't want to curse anything
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> Elon jinx it? Uh, yeah, you know, he could always fall flat on his face and get mm-hmm. five tonight against the Panthers. We don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a young goalie, but from what we've seen in his college career and in an extremely small sample size against the Rangers, it looks pretty good. So we're gonna be hopeful. We're gonna be cautiously optimistic. I guess that's right. Saying. That's it. That's right.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I. Didn't I've I've never really seen him play prior to uh his debut. I just you know, I haven't had time to tune in and I haven't really been too invested in seeking out when Northeastern's next game is, but I have you know I kept track of his development and everything. Um live I, up to the hype? What's that?
1: Did he live up to the hype for you? Oh,
0: absolutely. I was still expecting yeah, it, it, it was what I expected. Uh, he's as advertised. But I wasn't prepared for how athletic he was.
1: And maybe Some of those saves, just yeah. insane. Ryan Miller-esque,
0: the sprawling save to stop the puck at the post. Uh, he's really good at tracking the puck. Uh, well, there was the one goal that went in between his legs, but he's pretty good at when there's a big log jam. In front of him, finding the puck and just doing whatever he can to keep it away from the goal line. Um, did get lucky on that one that Philip Hedel, uh completely whiffed on, but uh, I don't know. I wanted what I, what I wanted to ask is like, who was the last really athletic Sabres goalie who relied on their
1: athleticism? Like, was it was it Marty Baron? Uh, yeah, I could see that there was probably Miller some random like, tank goalie too like oh true yeah andre makarov i don't I don't remember but but like well-known, yeah probably found, like a
0: foundation roster piece, you know, yeah because i don't I'll, I don't like Miller wasn't really that he was uh you know he had his he, he you know he was flexible and whatnot.
1: Oh yeah, my, Got my your... lovely fiance bringing Got... me my Devin oh, by jersey to get in the wonderful in the spirit. So, wonderful. Thank you to her. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: uh um yeah, but you know Miller had Miller had his moments obviously at uh in his great career. Um I don't even know what you'd consider Dominic Cashick to be honest. Um, an athletic freak. He had a slinky for a spine. I, I think he was just a freak. He was <laughs> he can't be classified. But just I wasn't prepared for how quick uh Levi was. I guess is what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah. Uh he's as advertised. 100%. He's he's
0: an electric goaltender. He's like he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's
1: almost it, like even just like watching his movements like he didn't really get tested a whole lot in that first period, mm-hmm. but man, like he, did, he didn't even like make any saves and you can just tell like, yeah, OK, this guy's going to be good just by looking at him. Yeah. I don't know if I sound crazy. He blended right in. Yeah. Like I said at the top, uh, you would have thought that he was a five year NHL mm-hmm. veteran. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, he came in and he looked poised and comfortable and not once did he seem rattled at all or out of his element in any kind of uh pre-game um
1: pre-game like hype video or anything like that. Sorry, I had to take my headphones off for a second. Did you ask me a question?
0: Uh, uh, no, sorry. I was just, um, no, 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 no. I was just, uh, just some more, um, observations on Levi's mentality.
1: I I'm so ready for tonight. When we were talking before the podcast about making the pilgrimage to Columbus, if (laughs) there's a clinching scenario, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if either of us will be available, but we'll think about it. Maybe we'll do a car cast. A yeah, That cast. would be a blast.
0: I just yes. don't know if I would be able to.
1: <laughs> we could yeah. do a
0: party in the Plaza cast. I mean, for or even go to the playoff game
1: together if yeah. it if it if it if it were to happen. If I gotta go to a playoff game. And for yeah. the losers out there who are saying, Oh, they're just gonna get burnt out by the Bruins. They might score a couple goals. Who cares? Go no rotten hell if you're, if you're thinking right like that. that yeah oh my god
0: oh i'm sorry oh i'm sorry yeah now nah, you want to be a beggar mm-hmm. now nah, you want to be choosy mm-hmm. is that it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> go back go wow. oh, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: go root for the bruins then how about that I, I some poor sap said that in my mentions the other day oh my god get out of here he got absolutely ratioed Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Loser mentality if you're thinking. Burn like him. And uh, the drought. End it.
0: Now you just put on, as you said, you put on your Levi jersey. I think today might be a jersey day. Absolutely. I'm looking I'm looking to my right of my jersey wall and I think I might have to uh put the cousins on. Put the tarp on, as they say. In locker Do rooms. It.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Might be that day.
1: Now, Luke, yes, I have noticed your tweets over the last several several weeks mm-hmm. of slandering.
0: Oh, the yes. mayo
1: man himself, Middle Stat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've been listening for, for years at this point, me and Luke are usually on the same wavelength. Yeah, usually. Uh, I don't think there have been many disagreements i think the last time that we disagreed on something was about the sabers letting william Carrier go in the Vegas expansion draft probably on the first or second season of this podcast really yeah i i think we we're usually on the same wavelength man we've been luke respectfully i disagree with your your stance on the mailman himself
0: yes oh boy oh boy listen Allow me to explain myself. When Casey Middle is on, he's on. But when he's making these dumb turnovers every other shift, just trying to do too much, I can no longer stand it. You know what I did? Actually, I I know he's having his greatest season of his of his career, right? He's he has 49 points at the moment. Running away with the the best season of his career. I I I try. This is how, this is how salty I was. What, what game was this? Um, was this the Islanders game that I started doing this? I think it was. Where I really started going to war on Case Milstead, taking him to the woodshed. Ever, ever
1: since you did, you went on. He a started off, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I was so salty. During that game, I went to Hockey Reference and I tried finding how many of his points are secondary assists, <laughs> and I couldn't find any answer.
1: <laughs> and then that Philly game, he drops three primary assists. Yes, yes. So if anyone <laughs> five can get points back to me in on two that. games, something like that.
0: I also couldn't pass up the urge to make the "What does he even do?" Uh, meme with. It's actually about DJ Khaled.
1: But Luke. Yes. You you said Middleset's having a career season. Uh-huh. Casey Middleset is having one of the best seasons uh, any Sabre has had in the last eleven years, twelve years. Is that serious though? Yes. Uh, Casey Middleset I... has 49 from a point production standpoint, 49 points. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. probably gonna hit fifty. He will hit fifty points this season. Mm-hmm. Luke, there are four, five, six, seven. Eight. There's like twelve Sabers in the drought era uh-huh. who've hit fifty points. Really? Drew Stafford, Thomas Vanek, Jason Pominville, Ryan O'Reilly, Sam Reinhart, <sighs> Jack Eichel, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner, <laughs> Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestead is one point. Away from joining that club. See, I see that as a low bar, though. Is it I, a low bar?
0: The last twelve years. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I don't know either. I. I. I just
1: listen. Half of that some list is from the season as well.
0: Some things he does make me angry.
1: Is that fair? Oh yeah, it's, that's fair. I'm not saying Casey Middlestat's a perfect player. I'm not saying he's an elite player, Mm -mm. but he's not the gum on the bottom of your shoe that you're trying to flick off. Well, no. But there are some people that are saying, okay, this guy has to go under any Mm -hmm. circumstances. When people are doing their armchair GMing and talking about what needs to happen next year, oh, just get rid of him. He's got to get out of here. telling you, how many 24-year-old guys who can play center, who have the skill level that Casey that has, coming off of what will be a 50-point season, end up getting jettisoned off the team for uh, a third-round pick, whatever these people want him to go for. It doesn't happen. Well, Darrell hey, loves this guy. He loves him. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> listen,
0: I, I, I don't think, at least, I criticize him much beyond the turnover thing.
1: Yeah, it, he makes turnovers. But Have I That's I don't I don't think so, but everyone makes turnovers. It, it happens. That's a, that, that's the type of player he is. Yes, but when Middlestat does it, like he makes it look amazing. Like he planned it. You sound like Ralph Kruger. <laughs> you sound like Ralph Kruger. I'm sorry. Oh no! Uh, Come on. He.
0: Do I sound like a suburban hockey dad? You do. Yes. This is why. <laughs> I want to make the uh, the parody account. (laughs) Do it. I should do it because I could tweet this and I won't get any backlash.
1: You can. I personally can forgive the occasional turnover. Now the highlight real turnover against Washington is despicable. But yes, uh, to the clown in my mentions once a week saying, "Oh, he sucks" because of this. This happened two months ago, folks. Two months ago. If that's the the bad end of the spectrum, he hasn't done anything remotely close since. He does more I think it personally he does more good than bad. And my God, Casey Mills, that's on your third line putting up a 50 point season. I'll hey, take it. If you're I still can... holding him to his draft status, I do not know what to tell you. Uh he was drafted six, seven years ago at this point. Uh he is what he is, and what he is now is not bad. Pretty mm-hmm. good, actually. And mm-hmm. if you are holding him to his draft status, let me give a quick rundown of what you could expect from an eighth overall pick since the oh, year 2003. Okay. Listen, I'm an emotional guy, Joe. <laughs> I can... Braden Coburn. Go good. Braden Coburn, good career. Alexander Picard. Columbus Blue Jackets, Devin Setaguchi, Peter Mueller, Zach Hamill, Mikkel Bodker, Scott Glennie, Alexander Bermistrov, Sean Couturier, Derek Pouliot, Erasmus Ristalinen, William Nylander, Zach Wierenski, Alex Nylander, Casey Mittelstadt Adam Boquist, Philip Broberg, Jack Quinn, Brant Clark, Marco Casper. Is Tell me, am I wrong? Is Casey Mittelstadt in the top... And the top half of that list in terms of yeah talent was... NHL career, he might be in the top quarter. I was shocked. I was going to say, are you telling me that Casey Middlestadt is one of the best eighth
0: overall picks ever,
1: or seventh <laughs> overall, eighth overall since two thousand three? That that list is from two thousand three. If your reasoning for saying okay, Casey Mills, that's no good, can't stand him anymore, he's got to go, he hasn't lived up to his draft status, he has. <laughs> Look at the history. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were gonna pick uh, Marty Natchez. They were going to, and then Botter will call him an audible. But you know, if Casey Middlestats in Carolina and Natchez is here, you're probably having the same criticism.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Now listen, I, I don't I'm I don't want to be considered one of those people that say you know trade Casey Middlestats. I don't think I don't want to do that. I, I, I'm I just saying he, he frustrates me sometimes. That's all.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: He does things well. He's a skilled player. You can clearly put him anywhere. I mean, he filled Tate Thompson's spot on the top line and played well.
1: Admirably. He did fine.
0: Yes. Yes. So, no, I'm not in the camp of trading him. I just think, hey, there's some stuff you can correct, and then uh, it'll be even better to have you up, up top and uh, moving up a little bit.
1: Yeah, using him to get a defenseman, a good defenseman at that. Yeah, I'll listen to that. But mm-hmm. the talk of, oh, he's just got to go. Team will be better without him. Addition by subtraction. No. See, now, I'm not Olofson. with that. Dr. Olofsson, I think the team improves with him off the, the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's something we score. agree on now. He does score. He might score 30 goals this year, but my God. But that's all he does. He puts in the garbage time, empty nutter, and when they're losing five to one, he just randomly scores in the last two minutes. That's exactly, seventy-five like percent he... of his
0: goals. That was the Flyers blowout game. Yeah, he, the the five-one game or maybe five-two a couple weeks ago.
1: He did that exact thing. Did he have two goals in that game? I think so. Yeah, he, one of those. I don't know if it was the Flyers, but he also scored in the Dallas game. I think that's when he broke his what, what his famous twenty quarter season, goalless droughts. Yeah. Uh, That's where I stand on Casey Middlestadt and Victor Olfson. We lump him in there, but ease up on the guy. I know everyone needs a whipping boy, but Casey Middlestad does not deserve it.
0: (laughs) I will watch tonight, okay? And I will give you an updated game scouting report of what I thought. I will zone (laughs) in on Casey Middlestad.
1: Cut the guy some slack because I, I I hate to be this guy, but Tage Thompson. A lot of people were saying similar things about the guy a couple of years ago, and look where he is now. Okay, in the five, I'm just double
0: checking here. In the five two loss to Flyers, uh, this was March seventeenth. Olafson had both those goals, and I'm pretty sure they were in garbage time. Yes, because they were down for nothing going into the third. In fact, I can probably get you the. Yeah, he scored. <laughs> he scored with one second left
1: actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, on one, I remember on one that. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was one second left when it happened. I'm like, oh, are they coming back? Oh, and then the buzzer rings, and I'm like, oh, okay. You want to
0: hear the <laughs> best part? Let's they were it. they were both power play goals, of course. <laughs> and hey, guess who was, guess who had a secondary assist on both of them?
1: <laughs> it, well, like. Casey me, uh, who is Casey middlestat yes yes ding ding ding
0: so it all it all uh forms a perfect
1: circle uh I'm trying to find the those playoff odds but we can't never really trust the playoff odds <laughs> well we can at least talk formulas about formulas and whatnot we don't know but we can go over the maximum
0: amount of points. I think it was, was it Chad? tweeted that. I the think the so. maximum you, amount of
1: points. You want to pull that and... up and I'll pull up the remaining schedule. Is yeah. there any other, anything else specific that you wanted to touch on? I know the main focus we wanted to talk about was the, the middle stat debate and Devin Levi and this um, meaningful games in April that such a foreign concept. Right. To us. Uh,
0: yeah, I did want to, actually point out that we made it through meaningful games in March and have actually made it to meaningful games in April. I was actually talking to uh to Brayton Wilson yesterday, and I said that to him, and I was just like, can you believe we can actually say that
1: now? I don't know how they made it to meaningful games in April because they had ten losses in March yeah, ten
0: and I think now I can't believe it. <laughs> there's there's an in a, a heightened awareness at least a, about the effects of that eight game losing streak earlier in the year. That we didn't touch on now. You think back to all these close games, a point here, a point there, a blown lead there, uh and things are um a lot
1: uh different. Uh yeah, Chad and, has Luke. What's that, Luke? We've been talking about this all year long. Yes. Ever since that 8 game game losing streak and everyone was saying, ah, there's time. There's time. No, every damn game matters. Yes. We were saying this at the beginning of the year during that eight game losing streak. If they miss the playoffs by two points, three points, we're going to look back on that eight game losing streak. Mm -hmm. And those Flyers games. And the, the Chicago game where they blow a point, the Pittsburgh game where Skinner did that dumb penalty, and they were short-handed in overtime. Mm-hmm. Look back on that. There it is. The the couple of games uh, against the Lightning that you really could have put them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: A uh, couple. I mean, the loss to uh, Columbus.
1: Every game ago. matters. Every you... single game matters. You go on those big long stretches of losses. That's right. If you think of the regular season
0: as just a really long round robin tournament, your perspective on a lot of things will change Mm -hmm. because that's what the regular season is. It's it's just it's just another tournament essentially, and to win that tournament obviously you uh got to win your games every every game counts right
1: okay luke what we're going to do we're going to look at the remaining schedules for sabers panthers and uh, islanders penguins okay those are the teams that are still in it right like yes it doesn't seem like anyone else <laughs> is going to make it
0: can get a maximum of 90 points and they're not getting in
1: okay Also worth noting, Sabres have 81 points. This is tied for their most successful season from a points perspective in the drought era. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I'm looking at the Panthers. I brought them up first. Okay, let's hear it. How many games do the Panthers have left? They have
0: five counting tonight, and they are all tough.
1: Good. Okay.
0: So they start with the Sabres tonight the game we've been talking about, 7 o'clock. On Thursday, they face a team that is technically still fighting for their lives, the Senators, so another okay. team that's going to be motivated. Uh, that's Beautiful. a for the Panthers. They then go to Washington, who could be eliminated by then, but... Yeah, spoiler. Uh, do they... Yes, they could want to play spoiler, but... Do they, I, I I can't foresee this happening because the whole record chase and all, but do they do the load management shut down OV thing or do they let him play? Um, do they sit guys? I don't know, but Capitals are a competitive team, so that'll be a test. Uh, the Maple Leafs are next. They're already locked in, but they'll still be fighting for uh, home ice against the Lightning. Mm-hmm. And then they finish up, Against the hurricanes,
1: yeah that is not a very good schedule that is extremely tough for the Panthers
0: and that's two less games uh than or they they that that will be two um the Sabres will have played two less games than them as well in, in yeah. during all of
1: that Now uh, let's look at the Sabres remaining schedule now Florida tonight mm-hmm. well I like pull up
0: a word pad real quick and I'll rank these yeah. as we
1: go okay Florida so tonight
0: but Florida one as hardest.
1: Detroit on Thursday. Yeah. Carolina on Saturday for an afternoon game, which is, I believe kids appreciation night. Oh, you got to win for the kids. And then you got two back to backs next week to close out the season. You got the Rangers and devils. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday, Friday, you got Ottawa and Columbus four out of the six of those games. Wait. Yeah. Four, four out of seven. Very Mm -hmm. winnable. Very winnable. And we've seen the Sabres team win the games where you don't expect them to win, too. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I could definitely see them ripping off five out of seven here, six out of seven even. You never know. It'd be very nice to see them do well here. They're
0: they're a team
1: that... is not going to
0: take its foot off the gas. Whereas I think maybe these other veteran teams that have already been in the playoffs and tasted it, they they might take a step back, not knowing what the other team is going to bring at them uh, or how hungry right. they are. So I think it's just the Sabres have to play hungrier than all of their opponents. I mean, um, the Devils and Rangers games
1: will Could they be sitting guys too? Because they're tr- both locked into a playoff spot. Devils, See, you're and going, Rangers.
0: you're going to get similar. Uh, those will be great games. Um, both teams in both of those games, uh, will be flying because the Panthers, well, not Panthers. I'm sorry, the Rangers and Devils are fighting for home ice against each other. Uh, maybe even for the metro so right. um they both might be at full strength and playing at full speed um so those will be very competitive games um but again the sabers have played both those teams very well it's just the, the back-to-back uh, portion that concerns me
1: i don't know okay bring up the, the... Bring up the next team. Let's let's go with the Islanders.
0: Islanders. So just by default, we have Panthers at number one and Sabers at number two right now, uh, okay. in terms of the strength of schedule power rankings. Uh, the Islanders have four games remaining. Ooh, that's they not very good.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Against the Lightning on Thursday. Not good. The Flyers on Saturday.
1: Oh, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Flyers, though, before the Sabres beat them, were on a roll. Right. And they have been playing pretty well. They then face the Capitals on Monday okay. the 10th. And then their final game, of year, that. final game of the year is the Canadians.
1: Do not love that. Okay. I think that the Islanders have the easiest schedule out of the three that we've looked at so far. All right. So put them below the sabers
0: then that mean islanders all right now we have the penguins to look at the islanders i think are at 87 points right i believe so okay so maybe hey you know what maybe it's not the end of the world if they win because you are chasing down that final wild spot right you just want the you want the one that's available right so take what you can get take what you can get so whatever fine if the islanders great if they do lose great if they can lose a couple that's awesome um uh, but they are i think a little bit ahead of everybody i think the four points out of the sabers three points ahead of the panthers i think that's just off the top of my head penguin schedule now they have where did it go there it is they have five games remaining uh yeah. Today they face the Devils. May have that game split screened. Uh oh my. Beautiful. Thursday, they face the Wild. Beautiful. Uh Saturday, they face the Red Wings, a team that beat them seven to four last week. Okay. They then end, however, with the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets. Ah, oh, you gotta
1: be freaking
0: me. Two, two teams who have incentive uh to at least front office wise uh uh-huh. play to their full capacity but two opponents that could be looking to keep their jobs keep their jobs and throw a middle finger maybe to um their bosses right perhaps so where do we uh, put I the don't penguins? like that because those <sighs> first say eight, it again say it again it goes devils then wild uh then red wings and then they end with the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets.
1: See, I think theirs is easier than ours, but not as easy as the Islanders. Because
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: we've got Carolina, Rangers, Devils. That's pretty tough. Yeah. But we do not have so tank Tankapalooza teams, you know?
0: Want to go Florida, Sabres, Penguins, Islanders Yeah, as our order for uh hardest to easiest is that how we're doing yeah it, it or, sounds uh, good yeah yeah um want to take a look let me pull up the uh nhl standings as a whole so we again um if you go to to, to chad chad's uh twitter well if you're listening he has just have yeah, to scroll down a little bit but he has a pretty good breakdown from a few days ago about uh uh, the maximum number of points that teams can get and how things can work out and whatnot. So pretty much all the scenarios. But let me bring up
1: these standings. If they win tonight, the Sabres, that is, they basically control their own destiny. That's they, correct.
0: That's the gist of it.
1: Like, If you win, that really puts a strain on what the Panthers can do. Mm-hmm. And if you win, you just got to basically... You have room for one loss comfortably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the Sabres currently sit 81 points. They can get to 95 maximum. Damn. (laughs) But you got to go on a seven-game winning streak to end the year. Florida can also finish with a 95 maximum. So you win today, you at least control your fate over Florida. Um, Pittsburgh can get a maximum of 10, so they can finish at 96 points and the islanders can finish with 95 points with four games remaining so it's gonna be fun every team involved there it's 95 points and you're in but again i if we talked about this in the last show you could get in right now it's looking like with 93 points if something shake out maybe 92 or 91 so it could be a um eclectic range there of, of uh points
1: this is going to be the most nerve-wracking two weeks assuming it gets to the end here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would be very nice to see them make it interesting until the end at least yes are you gonna have a bitter taste in your mouth if they miss?
0: yes, uh, just because it's the thing of and this is how I feel every year when the bills lose. It's the we have to go through all of this again again, <laughs> yes, all of this again, the thought over the off season of can they replicate the success on offense? um can Devin Levi? play well into his second year um will jack quinn and jj paterka continue to improve will dylan cousins keep it up will take how Compson... are the rookies
1: going to be next year
0: right it's just the question mark of man we really did have it all and you had all these guys on career
1: seasons and yeah you don't make the playoffs are they going to be as Is... Jeff Skinner going to come back next year and score 30 again. Right. Is Alex Tuck going to do that? Is Tate Thompson a 100-point player again? This, that, and the other thing. So Exactly. It's really going to sting because of all those factors, because of all the guys that have produced, and
0: really just how fun uh, the season has been as a whole. I'm not ready to not watch the Sabres. Yeah, you know? absolutely. like I, I, I'm not, I'm not ready for this to end.
1: Yeah, I want more. I want to get throttled by the Bruins. Yes. I don't want that to happen, but geez, give me that, but give me listen, that taste. I,
0: I just want the opportunity to be destroyed. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, and if they beat the Bruins, they're the cup favorites, probably right.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you well, just
1: beat the best team of all time right toe to toe in a seven game series. Yeah. They gotta be well, the cup favorites get, if they pull that out. Right.
0: You get into the tournament and anything can happen.
1: Yeah. Truly. Look, at, it, look at the blue jackets and the lightning. Yes. And the, the COVID year.
0: But along with baseball, hockey has the most parody of any major sport, any major sports league. Um, just because it's the best players in the world, anyone can win on any given night. So uh you just, all you got to do is get in.
1: Get in see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned uh Paterka and Quinn. Man, they have been fantastic. They alone, I believe, are keeping them in this. Yeah. Because there was that little short period of time where Paterka got scratched for a game. Might have been the Dallas game. I don't remember, but... Paterka got scratched, and he has just been a man on a mission lately. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Uh, His swagger's back, too. Right.
0: He's doing the uh, conference celebrations.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to need them to keep it up in order to get to that tournament. Mm-hmm. can only hope. Mm-hmm. All right, unless you got anything else, uh, proceed with the guy of the week. Guy of the week is Michael Ryder.
0: Remember him? Actually, was
1: is he a guy? Is he a guy? I feel like Michael
0: Ryder is. Now, listen, had a nice career. He had a nice career. He did. He played in 806 games. Had 484 points. A really nice career. But um, he's not someone you'd think of as like the anchor of a team right i remember right. him i remember him being on the uh the canadians when they had some really fun uh some really fun years um he was on the 12 13 team but he started his career there from 03 to 2008 uh but let's see here one two uh three times 30 goal score uh points wise he had five 50 point seasons uh, so, he was a serviceable player, but was never like a first line guy. Uh, it's actually pretty impressive the numbers he put up. Like the highest ice time he averaged was seventeen minutes twenty three seconds.
1: Dare I say it? Twenty twelve. AC set. Mmm. Mmm. Maybe also. I had- I, I want to just this is in pertaining to the guy of the week, uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard. I think we issued an apology to him. Yeah. But the, the man is just... He is kind of a guy. possessed. He's at, like, a point-of-game pace. Yeah, still.
0: but, like... That was yeah, two months ago when at you... At this point in his him. career, though, I would call him a guy.
1: I don't know. Raphael <sighs> Harvey Pinard. It, when like, he's giving his Hall of Fame speech someday, he's going to say... Man, I was listening to this podcast, and they called me a guy. Oh. So ever since, I just wanted to yeah. show the world that I am not a guy. I am <laughs> Raphael freaking Harvey Pinnard. I like to call him Raphael.
0: <laughs> Raphael Harvey Pinard. Uh, yeah, it, Michael Ryder won the Stanley Cup also with the, uh, the Bruins. He was on the 2011 oh, yeah. Cup team. But uh, we, we, what a weird career. He had explosive seasons, then would dip off, come back, dip off again. Uh, I was tricked up, and I told you this off air, but it says two thousand three oh four AR above his name, like above his numbers mm-hmm. in Hockey Reference, and I was like, Art Ross, what? But <laughs> no, it's all rookie. So okay. eighth round pick by Montreal in nineteen
1: ninety eight. Back when there were eight rounds. Could you imagine if they expanded the draft? Oh, I can't imagine. These days? <laughs> well, 98 there were, a... there's more teams now, so. Right. It makes sense why they did away with all of those rounds. Mm-hmm. 98, man, this is.
0: Hmm. What's the consensus on the 98 draft?
1: I couldn't even tell you a single player in the 1998 draft.
0: <laughs> uh, Vinny Lecavalier was number one overall. Okay. And it was David Legwand.
1: Oh, geez. Uh, David Legwand. I always forget David Legwand was the number two pick. I'm just going through here.
0: Robin Regeer was pick 19. Uh, Sabre was picked Dimitri Kleenan in the
1: first round. Mm, I forgot about um, that. Do yourself a favor. I forget what year Marty Baron was drafted, but figure out i think it might have been a 95 draft marty brown was a first round pick him and jay mckee were both picked in the first round together wow i believe one of them was from the Mogilney trade huh. but that video is on youtube if him getting you can, drafted yeah you can watch that draft. it's on youtube i highly recommend that you check it out there's a couple of the drafts from the 90s that are on youtube but there was, was one he game in attendance re- yeah, he was there. He goes. He's like a string bean. He's tiny. I go watch it. They're still wearing royal blue. Like Bob McKen- Young, Bob McKenzie is reporting as well. So yeah, go go watch it. The full draft is on YouTube, but you can watch Jay McKee and Marty Brown uh, get selected by the Sabers. Trying to, it's a fun time. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's the '95 draft. Fast forward uh,
0: through the little thumbnail preview here see if i can maybe um wow i'll have to go through this later see if i can find it
1: yeah go go ahead and all the listeners uh it's a fun time luke do you have anything else uh, ahead of tonight's game we're about an hour and 20 minutes away
0: uh i do not
1: all right beautiful well hopefully we see a nice win tonight uh, if you enjoyed, let us know. We'll be sure to continue covering this race. If they make the playoffs, maybe we'll do a, a post-game show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll do we will figure something out, I'm sure. Do you hear that playing? No, I don't hear anything. Ah,
0: okay. Okay, well, I found the
1: Jay McKee pick.
0: <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> Barron. He's in Wait, no. Wait, maybe. I think he's in the thumbnail
1: of this second one. Huh, how about that? Yeah. Enjoy enjoy the draft. Uh well, yeah. There hopefully he is. hopefully a good game tonight. Uh we'll keep up the, the content heading into the playoffs and of course the off season. So hopefully the Sabers will be a part of it. Uh anything else from you Luke before we sign off? Uh nothing else, no. No sir. All right. Beautiful. Uh we'll be back soon and appreciate you for listening and we'll see you in the next one.